Welcome to the first episode of Media Matchmaker, a podcast from Huntington News. This is Hannah Rossman, your Media Matchmaker speaking. I am a second year media and screen studies major here at Northeastern, and on this podcast, I'll be helping guests find the movie, book, or TV show of their dreams. My formula is simple. A guest tells me about their favorite piece of media, and I recommend other media I think they might like. And then they all live happily ever after. But today, there is no guest. It will just be me talking through some recommendations for fans of the most popular movie of all time, at least according to the box office. So what is it? What is the most popular movie of all time according to this box office? It is Avengers Endgame. Why did I pick this movie? Well, I thought to myself, what is a movie that the majority of people like, but I don't see any of my potential guests choosing as their favorite? And I chose the MCU, and more specifically, Avengers Endgame. Uh, It is the 22nd movie in the MCU, so (laughs) there were a lot to choose from. But this is, uh, you know, the second most recent. It is also the fourth Avengers movie, following Josh Whedon's 2012 The Avengers and his 2015 Avengers Age of Ultron, as well as the Russo Brothers' 2018 Avengers Infinity War. Uh, This movie, Endgame, was also directed by these Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo. They had previously directed Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, so not new to the MCU family. Fun fact about them, they are also prolific producer and directors in the TV comedy world, uh, having worked on shows like Arrested Development, Community, and Happy Endings. So. This movie, uh, Endgame, is the highest grossing film of all time, with over a $2.7 billion worldwide box office. If adjusted for inflation, it is the fifth highest grossing film of all time, behind Gone with the Wind, Avatar, Titanic, and the first Star Wars. So, I'm assuming that many of you have seen this movie, but if you have not, let me give you a little rundown. In the previous movie, Infinity War, half of our favorite superhero characters have been snapped out of existence by the big, mean, purple machine, Thanos. At the beginning of this movie, Ant-Man pops right out of the quantum realm. Don't know what that means, but it's certainly something. And he's like, guys, we can go back in time. A time heist then commences, but past Thanos catches on and follows them back to the future to keep the past in the past. Anyway, this is the movie. Is it anyone's favorite? I don't know, maybe some people, uh, but a lot of people like it, at least generally. So I am here today to give you some recommendations based on this movie. There were a couple avenues to go down. Um, There were superhero movies, but I'm assuming that everyone who has seen Endgame has seen at least the majority of the other MCU movies, and unfortunately that is where the majority of the best superhero movies reside currently. So I decided to take another route and to focus on some other movies that feature time heists, but in my opinion, do it better. First, we have to address it, Back to the Future, It is a classic. I literally said the words Back to the Future in my summary of Endgame, but it is too obvious, so I will save it for a rainy day. 
Now, the first recommendation. It is The Terminator. Yes, we all know it. I'll be back. He comes back. It's in a car. It's really cool. Anyway, The Terminator is a 1984 James Cameron film. Uh, it is his second directorial effort after Piranha 2, The Spawning. A truly wild movie. Uh, cannot say I recommend, but now you know it's out there. Uh, he would go on to direct some extreme classics such as Titanic and Avatar. Uh, but this was, you know, this was when he was just getting started. He co-wrote The Terminator with Gail Ann Hurd, who also produced it. She married Cameron in 1985 and produced two more of his movies, but then they divorced by 1989. So not all love stories have a happy ending. So if you have not seen it, let me tell you the plot of The Terminator. The year is 2029 and machines have subjugated the human race after artificial intelligence has become self-aware and initiated a nuclear holocaust. The story, though, takes place in 1984 where Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator, a cyborg assassin who has traveled back in time to kill Sarah Connor, who is played delightfully by Linda Hamilton. He wants to kill her because she is going to conceive a baby and he will grow up to be John Connor who is the leader of the humans in a rebellion against the machines. Uh-oh. Anyway, also traveling back in time is our friend Kyle Reese played by an adorable Michael Bean. Uh, he is there to protect Sarah from the Terminator. Things get a little wild as I am sure you can imagine. Questions that you're probably going to ask during this movie that may or may not have an answer. Um, why does the Terminator have an Austrian accent? I don't know. I guess the only appropriate answer is why not? Another question you might be wondering about is when does he say hasta la vista, baby? And I'm really sorry, but that is actually in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which was directed by Cameron in 1991. You should watch it. In my opinion, it's even better than the original, but you gotta go in order. So I'm just highlighting the Terminator here, but maybe Terminator 2, Judgment Day, it has a cool title. It's a cool movie. But on to recommendation number two, and that is Source Code. Source Code is a 2011 film where Jake Gyllenhaal plays an army pilot who is forced to relive the eight minutes leading up to a train bombing in a computer-generated reality to attempt to find the terrorist responsible. Whoa. Okay, I know, I know what you're thinking. It's not really a time travel movie. It's more of like a deeper exploration of the realness of virtual realities. Uh, it is deep. It's as deep as it sounds. It's also as fun as it sounds. Um, Gyllenhaal is really like the heart of the film here, but he is assisted in his unusual journey through time by some classy performances from Michelle Monaghan, Vera Farmiga, and Jeffrey Wright. It's a fun movie, I promise. It is not as confusing as it sounds, although it is a little bit confusing. Some interesting stuff about it, it is written by Ben Ripley in 2007, so several years before it was actually produced, it was ranked one of the top unproduced screenplays in the annual Hollywood Blacklist, which is a survey of the most liked motion picture screenplays that have not yet been produced. 
It was eventually directed by Duncan Jones, who has also directed Moon, which is incredibly brilliant. I do recommend very different vibe from Source Code. Uh, he has also directed Warcraft, which, yes, it is based on the video game, and Mute, a widely hated sci-fi noir that I have not seen, so I don't know. But a really fun fact about Duncan Jones is that he is David Bowie's son. What? Wild. Next up on our recommendation list, we have 12 Monkeys, the 1995 film directed by Terry Gilliam, a former member of the Monty Python comedy troupe, and an acclaimed auteur of some really wild films. To name a few, Time Bandits, Brazil, and the classic drug escapade, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Recommend all of them, but they're really wild. 12 Monkeys, at least a little bit more straightforward. A little bit. The screenplay was co-written by David Peoples, who also wrote Blade Runner and Unforgiven. Uh, this was his first collaboration, though, with his wife, Janet Peoples. See? More love stories. We love it. They're still married, so this one worked out. It is based on the magical 1962 French short film La Jetée, which was directed by Chris Marker and is constructed almost entirely from still photos. Truly a wild ride. If you can get your hands on it, I recommend this one as well. Basically, what's happening in this film is Bruce Willis is a prisoner in 2035 where a deadly virus has wiped out most of humanity and forced the rest of it underground. This is a little too real right now with the pandemic going on, but I promise it's a fun time. He has promised his freedom in return for going on a dangerous mission to 1996 to locate the source of the virus so that scientists can attempt to manufacture a cure. He is assisted in his quest by a skeptical psychiatrist played by Madeline Stowe, and butts heads with a mentally ill environmentalist played brilliantly by Brad Pitt in what I think is one of his best performances. He won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor and was nominated for the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, so at least some other people agree with me. Costume designer Julie Weiss was also nominated at the Oscars, so this one, this one has some awards to its name. Uh, not one to be missed. And now a quick honorable mention, X-Men, Days of Future Past. Uh, it's a 2014 movie. It's the seventh installment in the X-Men franchise. So as usual, I advise going in order. You know, personally, I do not understand the plot of this movie. Maybe it's because it is the only X-Men movie I have actually seen all the way through. Or maybe it is because some of the characters are played by two actors of different ages and some are not. It's very confusing. Maybe it's just because it's a convoluted plot. I don't know. Who's to say? But I did feel the need to include it on this list because it features time travel and superheroes, which is a real double whammy that you do not get every day. And it also features a cast almost as large as Endgame, although not as large because Endgame has the largest cast I have ever heard of. Anyway, I hope that these recommendations were helpful to you. That does it for our episode. Thank you for listening. I am Hannah Rossman, and I will see you next time here on Media Matchmaker. Mm -hmm.